the Radio Randomly podcast. Hosted by Gondi, chatting randomly to radio people about radio. <laughs> That's a good place to start. Danny Lakey. <laughs> <laughs> you going to keep that cough in? I'm going to keep the cough in. Yeah, nice. Why not? It's it, almost like a nervous twitch, isn't it? Do you do that just before the mics go on? I don't notice that I do it. So mm. I put on my headphones and I host a show with uh, Ash Pollard. Yeah. And she'll always have a go at me. So I've got the headphones on yeah. and the music's super loud and I'll be there going, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing, I didn't even know I was doing it. I'm yeah. doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. But it's, it is, it's a nervous twitch. Yes. Are, you, are you nervous to be on the podcast, Lakey? Uh, a little bit nervous. Really? Yeah, I've been, I'm not going to lie. It's been weighing on my mind the last couple of days. I get nervous before, before every show, before every, you know, little podcast opportunity, before anything. What is it? Because I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same. And I think nerves are a good thing because yeah. it means you care about it, right? 100%. So, And when I'm on someone else's thing, I get more nervous. Yes. So I've never called a radio show ever. Couldn't do it. Nah, me same. Too nerve wracking. Uh-huh. But when I'm hosting it, I'm fine because I'm in control. I know yep. where it's going. Yeah. But when you're on the other side... It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the the peers is an interesting one because yes. I think you, you can tell that they are, they sort of know a bit more about what's going on. And if you stuff up, remember when we did, ta- I used to do a Townsville regional brekkie show, uh, you know, not that you get A-list celebrities on there, but the most nervous I'd ever been was when we were about to do a chat with Kyle and Jackie O. Yes. 100%. It never came through because I don't know, Bruno must've said they were too busy that day and they got no time for it, which is more than fair what enough. What was it about? What? What was the chat uh, about? Was, we just had started syndicating them for our, for the star brands drive show yep. or something. So it was more just a cross promotion sort of thing. Um, but I remember just shitting myself. Same as we did Fitzy and Whipper when they did that 30 to one or 20 to one or something. Yeah. Shitting myself much yep. more than a Benji Madden or something. Along those <laughs> <lines>. <laughs> I remember we got mentioned on Kyle and Jackie O's show because Kyle likes to rip on the central coast cause we're not far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember we talked about calling them up and trying to get on the show and we did call them and then it, be- it came to a point where I think we're going to be on the air. Mm. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I just thought I, I care too much <laughs> about this. And the nerves just got the better of me. And now yeah. when I think back, I think, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it goes pear-shaped, it doesn't really matter in mm-hmm. the big scheme of things. But, uh, yeah, I know what it's like to be on the other side of it. And I've done podcasts like this where you get interviewed and you feel like, does anyone actually care about me talking about myself for the next yeah. 40 minutes, yeah. 60 minutes? Yeah. It's very easy to get, like, put down like a, a, a get around me sort of black yes. hole, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I did this and that and that. I'm always, I'd always try and think, Jesus, mate, you're just background noise. Settle well, down. you did hit me up many times and say, can I please come on? <laughs> can I please come on this podcast? Anything, please. Please. Just give me a slut. <laughs> get me on. I want the people to know who I am. Uh, no, I hit you up because yeah. uh, I think you're an interesting character and, uh, there was a Radio Today article about you that said, who is Danny Lakey? <laughs> who is Danny Lakey? Where did he come from? Uh, uh, it kind of feels like you've come out of nowhere. Have you Have you come out of nowhere? Have you been chipping away at this thing for ages? I, I think ev- everyone's got their story where yeah. it's, it's a lot longer, you know, in your own personal story than it would seem to anyone from the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel it's, I feel it's been, uh. A long time, but a short time at the same time. So I started back on the Gold Coast doing um, uh, pre-recorded voice tracking music overnight shifts on Saturday nights, just back in probably 2010. How'd you get into that? Because you're from Perth. So was there a yeah, job going on the Goldie? Or I've moved, no, I've moved around a lot. So right. I was I lived over on in the Gold Coast for university. Okay. Um, and then me and my mate started on Radio Metro doing a community show. Like everyone, you'd have a couple of beers. And you'd be like, we'll be at the next time, Shenandy. <laughs> How funny are we? Always love radio? 
Uh, always liked it. Yeah. Had an interest in it. Yeah, 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 always. Yeah. So you got together with your mate. Yeah, did about two years community radio, a year on the Gold Coast, pre-recording breaks over overnight for the weekend shift, and filling in for truck radio and all that. Um, then hit a pretty dark patch in my life regarding the booze. Uh, went overseas for four years. Never thought I'd get back into radio. By chance, I met uh, Heidi Anderson in the gym one day. And was chatting about uh, by chance or by no, calculated by, chance. by no. calculated chance. Nah. <laughs> Heidi, what are you doing here? Didn't know you'd be here. Dead set. Nah. Just in the gym. Yeah, in the gym. And it wasn't even about radio. It was about Big Brother. Um, I was watching. For some reason, I was watching YouTube clips about Big Brother because I was in the middle of applying to on Big Brother. This is after Heidi far. had been yeah, on the Big year Brother. after yeah, or a yeah. year or two after Heidi chatting to her. Hey, you know, I'm in the audition process. I've got to this stage. I'm waiting back. When did you hear about this? You know, because you we were on it last year. Got chatting. Um, hey, love your breakfast show, by the way. I used to do some work on the Gold Coast. She said, Hey, we're looking for. You should come in and meet the boss. We're looking for someone to do casual weekend shifts. Uh, and the rest seems like history. I've been pretty much a radio nerd again and on that bandwagon ever since. So moved back to Perth off the back of that job. So a job came up and you just went from Gold Coast to Perth. No, no I'm not. No, I, you've been I'm overseas. not moving anywhere for jobs. Like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So how did that work? Oh, I went overseas for three years, came back, just lived in Perth again because my right. family was there. Okay. So, yeah, and decided to go back to uni. I've lived in a lot of places. This place right. in Sydney now is my 45th house I've lived in. I honestly wow. don't know where to tell people I'm from. It's it's just a mishmash of everywhere. Why the why so much of it? If you're not moving for jobs, what are you moving for? Just, what are you, what are you running away from, mate? <laughs> what are you running away from, mate? Freud did have a field day on me. <laughs> uh, it just always happened as a kid. My parents were always moving. Yeah. We've just always seen a move. Uh, then I was always adventurous. Then I've been overseas for four years moving. Then just came back and just moved some more. I don't know. I move for jobs now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Where the radio is, but yeah. Gives you good life experience, I guess, and things yeah. to, to talk about on the air. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I, th I think I'm pretty weathered for a 29 year old and yeah, got some pretty cool experiences overseas and, and just, you know, even moving to Sydney, it's, it's, it's just water off a duck's back. Yeah. I meet people like, oh, what do you think about Sydney? I'm like, what? What do you mean? I haven't really thought about it. I've just moved here. Yeah. Like, that's just what I've done. Yeah, I'm the same in that I've moved around a lot for work. And when I move somewhere new, it's not daunting. I actually really look forward to the yeah. new experience. But yeah. you do chat to a lot of people in radio and that's the thing they find the, the toughest, isn't it? They'll go somewhere, they'll absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. And they find they find it hard to love the job when they hate the place so much. Yeah, I feel like I could go anywhere and be pretty happy. Yeah. Are you one of those kind of people? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's what you make of it. And yeah, yeah you, you'll go to some regional shitty towns or whatever, but I always I always sort of have a silent chuckle to those people starting out that that aren't prepared to move. Yeah. Because I'm like, God, you're going to have to get real lucky. To You've just got to be, yeah, you've just got to be yes in this industry. Yeah. And if that means move, you know, do a Perth to Townsville trip for a year to, you've just got to say yes and embrace it. So how did you find it when you moved from Perth to that smaller station? In Townsville? In Townsville, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was what it was. I, yeah. re I remember the, the studio was just terribly shitty to start with. They got upgraded about six months in, but when we first started, we just had the, the crappy studio that we were renting off SCA, uh, a squeaky chairs, even the panel, you had to press F9 on the keyboard to fire off the <laughs> oh, next song. Oh, no. It wasn't even like panel stuff. I literally, <laughs> and if you pressed F10, it would like close down the system. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was high stakes <laughs> F9 pushing yeah, yeah. <laughs> for three hours in the morning. Um, I wasn't expecting much. Yes. You were sort of raised on Gold Coast panels and Perth panels then. Cause I did a bit of work there beforehand, but I knew what I was getting into. Did you feel like you're going to be there for a while? Because I remember Sam Kavanagh showed me this video of you 
And he said, get a look at this guy, Danny Lakey. Bloody love this video. And I think you know what the video is. The Bill Shorten one. The Bill Shorten video. Yeah. He goes, this guy's going to be great. That was, that was in Gladstone. Went Townsville oh. to Gladstone, which is not really in terms of population towns, a the jump. best move. No, it seems like it, a backwards step. It was back from Grant Broadcasters back to SCA. Right. So I did a year at Grant's and, you know, not to burn bridges, but I knew that there was not... It, what I was after, Grants weren't going to give that. Yeah, uh, there's no progression really, or you, you know, you'll max down at Geelong K Rock, which is fine <laughs> yeah, for yeah, people, yeah. but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Right, I knew I just needed to get back into SCA under the nose of Mickey Ma and those kinds of people. And I remember content directors saying, "Hey, mate, just hold off. Don't go back to Gladstone. You know, just wait for a better gig." I said, "I don't care where it is. I would have gone to the smallest market under SCA because I just need to get back under the noses." Yeah. So anyway, it was a year in Townsville. That came to an ending. Uh, my co-host wanted to move back to Perth anyway. I moved down to Gladstone, did six months there. Um, Bill Shorten thing happened and then got the offer to come to Sydney. It all went from there. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how one video can, can change everything? One piece yeah. of content because people upload so many videos all mm -hmm. year, hoping that one sticks. Yeah. And then that one really stuck for you. I remember Sam Cav who... Uh, for anyone that doesn't know who he is, he's the, the man behind Hamish and Andy, the yep. producer there. And he doesn't work at SCA anymore, but he was the, the top of all the producers. And I was working in that building at the time. And he, well, actually, I think I bumped into him at a cafe. Uh, and he showed me that Bill Shorten video. So for anyone that hasn't seen the video, it's an interview you did with Bill Shorten. <laughs> and it's all these crazy trivia things and you're paddling this really poxy looking desk, but you're making it sound like you're working right here at Today FM. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it was cool. And uh, there was an element of luck and there was also an element of, I knew in the back of my mind that it, this, it was now. Um, so I was done with radio after that six months in Gladstone, yep. um, for a myriad of reasons. I had a job, um, secured to be a Kentucky tour guide in Europe. You'd fit that. I was ready. I was ready to go. So I, I took a sick day. I lied to everyone at, in Gladstone and said I was sick. I flew down to Brisbane for my Kentucky interview, got the job, was ready to hand in my resignation. The Bill Shorten thing happened. My co-host was away. Um, I literally knew about Bill Shorten coming in about eight hours before it happened. And I said, all right, let's just give this one final whirl and just see what happens. So as lucky as it was, I honestly went into that chat going, right, it's, it's this or nothing. Yeah. There's something in that though, in that once you stop giving a fuck, yes. like it all seems to unfold. You yep. know what I mean? Once you stop caring so much and you go, I'm just going to see what happens here. I'm just going to throw it all at it. I don't really care. I think that looseness mm -hmm. really sort of, uh, frees you up and, yep. and creates exactly what you created with Bill Short. Yeah. You take yeah. all, you take all the brakes out of the car and it's like, whatever happens here is yeah. just, let's just go full steam ahead. And yeah, everything just seemed to fit into place. And yeah, Sam, Sammy Cav hit me up on Facebook and yeah, I got an email from Dobbo and Gemma Fordham and Mickey. And all of a sudden, you know, all these sort of cool emails coming through. It was a little Gladstone radio boy. And you're like, wow, this is really sick. And um, yeah, I think Sam Cav was amazing. He passed, he did pass that around to a lot of people. So I've heard. So he backed you big was, time, really man. Nice. Yeah. He, he backed you with that. Uh, he showed me. And, and in the end of the video, you're kissing Bill Shorten. That's how it ends, right? Yes. So yeah. what was the final question? It was... Uh, it was like a segment. It was, don't be afraid of Pash Bill or something. And then yes. for gay, it was during the gay marriage debate and the equality, uh, referendum or whatever it's called. Yep. And, um, 
Yeah, I almost just backed him into a corner where he couldn't, he could not do it. Uh, Are you voting for credit. him in this election? Because I owe my life to Bill Shorten. You, you're yeah. voting for Bill Shorten. Yeah, 100%. He deserves to be PM after he helped you get the gig. Yeah. So what happened? They just, they threw contracts at you. They threw money at you. Uh, what happened? No, it was basically just a, an email from Gemma and, and saying, Hey, uh, just, would you like to do a little air check for this midnight show we're thinking about doing? Um, and so I made an air check about 20 minutes long, just whatever my idea of that show was going to be. And I sent them a PowerPoint presentation as well. Um, and yeah, Mickey and Gemma were just on the line and they rang me back one day and said, yeah, we love your PowerPoint, love your air check. Do you want to come down to Sydney and, and do it? So the PowerPoint was why you thought you were good for the job? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, no, it was more like what the show would be. So right. examples of finer topics, what the audience is, what they want to hear, it, to be honest, it, it sounds much more academic than it was. It yeah, was like right. five screens yeah. just like, <laughs> with a couple of snazzy little pictures on it. Uh, Microsoft Word, just yeah. uh, with your paint section in there, <laughs> yeah. getting it all ready to go. Yeah. And so you ended up getting that gig and then you you, you moved from Gladstone to where you are now at Today mm. FM. And this is a, you know, it's an amazing building as you walk in here and you think of the shows that have been through here, Kyle and Jackie O before Kiss. And, yep. uh, you know, it's a pretty amazing station. How do you feel being here at Today FM? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. Just to step, step through the doors that first day I was like, I was bricking it. Cause you know, you're still, you're like, Oh God, it's starstruck and, and all of that. And now it's cool. You know, you, you get to a stage where you're just so familiar and you're just a part of the furniture and you know, everyone's really nice and it's, it's just a great work environment to be in. So yeah, yeah it was, it was awesome. It was more than I could have ever hoped for. Yeah. I, I mean, I look around right now and you've got all your producers working for you now and <laughs> Look at all these cameras. You got uh, five cameras on you. Uh, you yeah. know, you know, no, it's, it's good. Uh, me, Shuey, Louie and, and Jack get on. Yeah. Pretty well. So yep. yeah, they are out right on the board at the moment and these cameras have just been installed actually. So it, we're looking to use them. It does look like a, a movie. What is it? Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. I think. Up yeah. There's very sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, with these new camera installations. But so are you going to start doing some more video stuff? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It's, it's been a bit difficult. Um, we don't have a, uh, digital video producer just for our show at the moment. But, um, yeah, I, th I think so. It's, I think that the show should live online and you know, you want to move everything to Instagram and, um, although I love, I love what I'm doing now, there's that bit in your mind where you're like, well, you need to sort of figure out a pro you need to get yourself out there now more. There's yeah. the profile. If you want those Sydney brekkies, Melbourne brekkies, drive time things, people can't be saying, who's that? Is that, to know. is that where your head's at? Is that oh, where I'd you're to. wanting to go? Somewhere oh, down that road? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 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 I think most people want to be the best at what they do. If you're yeah. going to commit and work so hard and everyone listening and you know how it is, you know, you put your life, you put your life into it. Yeah. So yeah, to just want to stop at a, at a glass ceiling. It seems silly to me. Yeah. I'd love to dream big, but I'm, I'm in that great position where I love what I'm doing now. I'm so content with what I'm doing, having great fun, but you're, you're in the furnace as well. And the rewards are there if you want to put in the hard work and there's still more. You're in a box seat there. though, you know, mm. national night show. Uh, yeah. you're not on too late anymore. I mean, you were doing a, a pretty late show, but <laughs> now you're at a time where, yeah. you, you know, it's pretty close to drive if anything. Oh, not too bad. Yeah, no, no, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Eight, it's, it's eight till 11 and it's fantastic. Yeah. It, I, I love it. I do love it. But in daylight savings, it mm. is still sunny when you're on the air, my friend. So <laughs> yeah. people are still driving home from somewhere. Yeah. Hey, some of your topics are pretty edgy. I get your rundown in the morning and have a flick <laughs> through there. Do you have to run any of the, them by anybody? Any uh, really, do you set out to push the boundaries with some of your topics? Honestly, not. And... I don't know whether it's been tamed back or, or 
whether there's there was a bit of a reputation overnight. And I think I went through about two or three months overnight where it was, yeah, if if any sex or, you know, ass chat we could do, we were going to do it. I honestly don't feel it's that edgy. It's edgier than other shows I see. And the more I realize what goes on in different brekkie shows and more things I hear, I realize, oh, yeah, I guess there is a bit of a difference. I honestly never look at the board and think that's, that's gross, that's smutty, that's too edgy. Every day, every day I'm chatting about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just think that's, I think that's funny. That's what me and my mates chat about. You can't think of one thing where you've gone, oh, this is really cutting it tight. Not, you know, we just go, we might have to check this off with the PD before we run with it on air. I did get told, no, I got told off by Gemma after I did something once. There was some Instagram <laughs> thing where I had a rubber penis and I was, you know, yeah. I was trying to, I don't know, suck it or something. And, and I can understand that. To be, but to be, that's what, that's what Gemma and Jason uh, and Tots are so good at because yep. uh, that they say, they give you the permission to have fun, but they also, they say, hey mate, don't fall into the smut hole yeah. and it's such a good point. You can it do is, that. It is easy. But you can do that, but you can do more. Yeah. And I, I'm aware of that now. I really, I, I can spot things that are smutty. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like it all. I honestly, I don't see the problem with any of that chat. If, if I hear something on another station, Carl and Jack are talking about poo or something. They go heavy sometimes. Yeah, I just think yeah. it's, I think it's hilarious and yeah. I know it's not for everyone, but I think it's, I think it's funny. Yeah. If you're not going to entertain yourself, what what can you do? I well, mean, see, at the end of the day, I'm just in this room by myself. Yeah. So if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And the thing with that kind of stuff is the people that hate it absolutely hate it, but the people yeah. that love it absolutely love it. So yeah. while you might lose a few fans here, yeah. you're gaining some real strong ones there. who yeah. just They're not offended by any of that chat whatsoever. Yeah. If you were moving to, say, a drive or a breakfast, though, do you feel like you would have to change it a little bit? Um, maybe maybe a tinge. Yeah. I already feel I've reined it in a whole heap. Right. And there might be one or two things. Um, but, I mean, that's on paper. Yeah. You know, what? whatever Kyle and Jackie O do, you could do. I could do that content in night. And then you say, well, you could never do that in breakfast. Like, well, they do do it in breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> just no one has done it before in breakfast. That's all. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd, I'd cross that bridge when I get to it, but I think there's a good balance. It's, it's funny when people think it's, I just never, ever thought about it being shocking or pushing the boundaries. I've never thought about it. So there's nothing, are you one of these guys that nothing offends you? There's nothing that can be said that, uh, that offends you? Yeah, I don't think so. No. I also think that there aren't as many people out there who get offended by things as we're led to believe. Right. I think the dribs and drabs in the bottom 3% are hanging around on Facebook comments. We have to read that. And sort of immerse ourselves in that for a living. Yeah. And it's very easy to get sucked into, well, that's what everyone thinks. I speak to my friends. I speak to anyone that I know. And no one thinks that. I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> I would have to agree with that. It's like when people say, oh, everyone thinks this. Well, who's everyone? Because yeah. I don't think that. I've never that. met them. <laughs> I've never no. said that in my life. No. Have you thought about doing a uh, podcast? Because when I listen to, do you, you, do you know guys by the name of like Chris D'Elia, comedians, like that, they sit down and they'll do this. It's a podcast where they literally just sit in front of a camera with a microphone and they will just absolutely ramble and talk shit. Yeah. I feel like you're someone who could do that. Have you thought about doing that where you can just go flat out edgy and say whatever you want for as long as you want? Um, no, I haven't thought about doing like a really elongated one of that. No, I thought about doing like a sex, I've thought about doing a sex podcast where I go to Amsterdam, um, have sex with. Uh, six different prostitutes and hopefully interview them, bring uh, like a sexologist uh, along. And yep. I honestly think it's uh, like things that I need to tick off my sexual bucket list are holding me back from settling down with a relationship. Right. Yeah. I'm a sick puppy like that. I've heard that. I have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> 
your, reputa- your, your <laughs> reputation precedes you, Danny Lakey. But I, I, th- I think I could make like a real, I know it sounds really gross off the yeah. cuff, but I really think I could make a really deep, uh, opening up like psych- psychological side of me struggling with settling down and, and sort of living like a, do you a, have a, a girlfriend? A settled life. No, no, no. Petrified of it. I thought you did, but you're in like an open swingers relationship. Oh, I was, yeah. I was in a relationship for a while and we went to a swingers club quite right. a few times. Um, yeah, no, she moved to Ireland now, so okay. that's all good. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind finding someone else to go back to the old club with. That was well, Hey mate, put it out there on the podcast. <laughs> if you're going to put it out there anyway, yeah. it's on a radio yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, I can say Amsterdam is a good place to start though, because the girls in the red light district, are 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I went through there with my now wife, Jamie. She wasn't my wife at the mm-hmm. time. And even she was like, Oh God, look at that girl. It's insane. Yeah. Look at that girl there. Yeah. He's like catwalk 10 out of 10 girls in yep. the red light district. It is unbelievable. It, and I went to Amsterdam and never even considered that part of it. It, I thought I was going to be doing all the other naughty stuff. And it just so happened we stayed in the red light district. I remember walking down there going, oh, my God, I'm $50 away from sleeping with the hottest woman I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. What is going on? Mm. Um, yeah, did a, did a bit of damage there. Yeah, fell in love multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I was always trying to find excuses to walk through. We should walk through the red light district just yeah. to get to wherever we need to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we need to go. And, and people who, who, if anyone's listening now and going, Oh my God, toxic male, that's disgusting. These poor women. I have never been so shit scared in all my life. And there has never been a power dynamic where a woman is so much higher up on the yeah. totem pole than me than in a, Amsterdam little room in the red light district. She could have said anything. Hey, Mr. Leakey, why don't you pluck your asshole and look me right now? But yes, madam, anything you say, man, I was bricking it. Yeah. Yeah. And but they run the game there too, they right? Do. They're, they're there. They're pointing. They're going, not you. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yep. Fine. Yep. You know, they're running the game. Mm-hmm. They're choosing to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's not, I mean, we didn't put them there, did we, Lakey? We just, no, uh, we're just admiring. We're just admiring. From the, from the glass window, no, but the most empowered women I've ever met yep. uh, involved in the sex industry one way or another. Well, I, I tell you a weird story uh, through there. I, I spent New Year's through there and uh, it was Jamie's idea to go watch a, uh, a live sex show uh, with myself, her, her brother, um, <laughs> and her, fr- her friend. And I'm sitting between... My girlfriend at the time and her brother next to me watching a couple of people have sex on the stage. Yep. I just thought, yeah, this is Amsterdam, isn't yeah. it? This we, is Amsterdam. We saw that and the guy couldn't get it up. Oh. He was obviously one of the ones just picked out of a newspaper or something and he literally could not get it up. It was the no. most awkward thing we've seen and the curtains just slowly closed. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, oh. oh. We paid for this. I could have got this at home. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's talk about, uh, from red light districts in Amsterdam yeah. to the weekend breakfast show that you did. Oh yeah. Uh, you're on air with Tanya at the time and, and that's, you're not on that show now, but how did you go working in that team environment? You were doing something like seven days a week straight. Did you get a day off? What was going yeah, on there? Well, you pre-record the Sunday show. Mm. Um, but yeah, for a while, because I did Monday midnight till 5am, technically you got to be in Sunday night to start your Monday thing as well. Um, so yeah, there was a while where I was doing seven days. I didn't mind it. It was a great opportunity. Um, I'm used to working with, in a team environment as well with, you know, co-host with a chick after the, the couple of regional things I've d- did. So yeah. yeah, no, it was, it was good fun. It, 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 the only reason I stopped it was because I got this eight till 11 shift. It actually made it harder to back it up doing weekend breakfast than it did with my overnight. Right. Because I could just pretty much hang out all night, not break sleep pattern, come in Saturday day. And it's like my 10 o'clock in the evening. 
and do the Saturday breakfast shift. So that was what my body clock used to be. Now that I finish at 11, we'd have to get up at four or five o'clock to go do weekend brekkie the next morning. It just doesn't work. So that was why I stopped it. Um, but yeah, no, me and Tanya got along great. It was, it was good fun. Hard to build that chemistry when you're only on mm. once a week and then recording another show, isn't it? Yeah. And, and also following up pieces of content the, the following weeks quite tough as well. Yeah. It was almost like you just, if it happened that week, it was just, it was topical, even if it just happened on the Monday. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I don't really even, you know, there's such that big, topical, topical, make sure it's topical. What happened today? Yeah, sure. Seize the day. But at the same time, like if it's topical, people have already heard it. They're yeah. not going to, crit- they're not critiquing you going, well, he didn't talk about that, did he? I was really <laughs> hoping that would happen. All right. You'll hear it in the news bulletin in 15 minutes, champ. Settle down. Which way do you lean? Do you lean more towards the, the personal fun stuff then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. The only thing is I'm working so hard at the moment. It feels like nothing personal and fun ever happens anymore. Right. I'm like, I just find myself delging into stories back when I used to drink and travel. I'm like, God, I'm going to run out of these things. Are you fully sober now? <laughs> yeah. Four and a half years. Four yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. How's that go for you? Uh, it's fine now. Yeah. It's fine. The first six months were grim as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially uh, in a radio station, man, everything's yeah. celebrate with drinks and uh-huh. Ratings come out and, you know, it's a very, it's a very social workplace mm-hmm. like that. So that must be tough for you to, Husey's another one. I worked yeah. with Husey for, he hasn't, he hasn't drank for 20 odd years. Yep. And he's just at a point now where he thinks it's weirder that people drink off the back of everything than it is for him never to drink at all. Yeah. Me and him, are, that's pretty much all we chat about. If I ever see him when he comes to Sydney, um, we always like exchange the best new non-alcoholic beer we've tasted. Yep. So I still love a beer moment. I do miss about 3% of drinking, but the 97%, I just don't. Uh, it's practice, to be honest. It's like anything. The yeah. first six months, oh, what do I do and whatnot? But I'm happy to go to bars now. I don't even think about it. Once the music gets too loud and you've got to do a couple of in the ears, how you going? <laughs> What's happening? Then it's time for me to tap out and go. You're out of there. Um, which only happens about once a year in some sort of nightclub situation. It's yep. just seedy to be there sober for me. But uh, yeah, apart from that, it's it's fine. Did you find you just had no limit? So once you started, oh. that was, you were just yeah in a gutter somewhere yeah. the next morning. and Yeah. And that would affect your job too, right? So 100%. It gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Really? Be, being hung over, about to do a show. And I wouldn't. I've been on the air about, well, about to go on the air hungover before and I'd drink, uh, all, all on the Gold Coast when I used to do those voice tracking shifts, yeah. I would literally be hungover as a dog. I'd drink six beers out of the star fridge, record the whole thing, let it play out and drink another six. Oh no. Sorry, GC. I yeah. know you're <laughs> probably going to get docked <laughs> from a pain now, but. Probably fit right in on the Gold yeah. Coast there. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, Lakey. <laughs> Uh, but so, and do you find then you channel everything else now into your work? Yeah. You're, like, you're sort of one of those guys who's just, everything's about the, the career. You kind of yeah. become tunnel vision. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest thing in yeah. my, in my life for sure. When I first gave up, I had a lot more sex and I used to bet on a lot of greyhounds, but that seems <laughs> to have simmered down since. So yeah, I do work, I work a lot and yeah, I'm prepping the show from about 11 AM, which probably isn't sustainable and healthy, but. For now, I'm just in the furnace. I'm just going for it. So when you talk show prep, I mean, I'm one of these people and I I know a lot of people are that it's kind of, people always say, oh, you must knock off at nine and go home (laughs) or you must have like one meeting and go home. It's like, no, I'm sending emails all day looking at stories going, well, what do we think about this? Well, it consumes your life. Yeah. Sure. You'd be like that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. you've yeah. always got one eye on the news. The br- I found it slightly more stressful doing regional brekkie, doing that. It's the same amount of workload I do more, I do now, maybe even more now, even, but it's more rewarding and better work. 
with the regional Gladstones and your Townsvilles, you're just doing everything. Yeah. You're constantly looking, you're constantly messaging your co-host, you're constantly putting things up on Facebook, you're your own social media person, you're your own video person, you're everything. Uh, you've got to go and do an OB at Harvey Norman on Saturday morning to top it all off. So this yeah. the same hours and workload, but it's more rewarding now. It's me in an audio booth with the audio producer, you know, cooking up something or it's, you know, you're going out and you know it's going to be a good quality video at the end of it or something along those And lines. you're getting the, the feedback kind of straight away because all mm. the content directors are here. You know, you can walk out right now and ask, there's a list of people out there. Mm. Um, Adrian Bryan's out there. You can just go straight out and go, hey, mate, what do you think about this? Yeah. And he's one of the great radio minds. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Salen's out there. I don't want to forget anyone in case they go back and listen. Ryan Todhill. Ryan Todhill's yeah. out there. You <laughs> Lindsay know. Harappa. Yes, you know. <laughs> you can walk out there, and these are people that, and a lot of pe- uh, uh, people in the regionals listen to this podcast, they would love that to be able to just walk out and go, hey, what do you think of this idea? Yeah. And you've got easily four people that can go, what about this? Yeah. So do you, would you do that a lot, or do you try and stay out of their way? I try and stay out of their way, to yeah. be honest. Um it's great. Don't get me wrong. And everyone there is, you, I utilize them when I need to. And, and the respect levels for all of them are, are intense, but at the same time, you I'm the one that's going to be doing it on air. I'm, I'm the one listening back to my podcast every night to see where I can improve anyway. I'm the one who, who has to do it all. And, and yes, they'll tell me things and yes, they bring great ideas. But if you're hoping for someone to come in and save you with a golden list of things to do on air, and then you go do it that night, you, it's not going to happen. No. So you, you utilize people where you can, but you're still the number one person you got to listen to and, and take advice from. It is interesting that you just said you listen back to your podcast mm. at night. I do the same thing. And the way I look at it is I'll, once the podcast goes up, if I'm driving around, I will put it on because I look at it like a, an AFL player. I used to live with an AFL player, uh, Farron Ray played for the oh, yeah. Saints and the Bulldogs. Yep. But so they'd play a game. And then on the, the day after or a couple of days after they'd sit down and watch the game. Yep. They're not watching the game to go, Oh, I killed that. Although you might do that occasionally, mm. but it's to look at it or listen to it and go, shit, I could have done this. I could have got out on that. You know, some people that I tell that I listen to my podcast, they go, Oh, you think you're pretty good, do you? (laughs) No, I'm listening for training. I'm listening to see where I can get better. Yeah. So you would do that most nights? Oh, every night. Every Every night. night. I go to the gym after the show and I listen to the podcast. That's just, yeah, that's what I do. Um, 5% narcissism, 95% (laughs) look at the feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you can just hear it. And usually it's quite relieving as well. If you think mm, that show wasn't quite on, didn't quite hit the mark, you listen back and you're like, shit, it actually wasn't as bad as I made it down in my head. Yes. Um, and sometimes I'll just, they ask me, what do you want in the podcast? And I'll just pick shit bits sometimes <laughs> just so I can listen back because I can't be bothered flash logging. I say, put it all in. Yeah. Every single bit, I want to hear it all yeah. back, like as if it's a, a complete show. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You'll listen back and go, because we're all the hardest on ourselves. Yeah. No matter what air check I'm in with whatever person, they can't tell me anything that I'm not already going, mm-hmm. shit, I, I know that. I know I need to work on that. I've listened back. I know you, you're hardest on yourself yep. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it go it works the other way where you, you need to let that go as well because sometimes you can be too hard on yourself to the point where you think, fuck, am I any good at this or did I do that right? Do you ever have those moments? Oh, yeah. 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 Swings around about yes. waves. You'll have a week where you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Not to pat yourself too hard on the back, mate, but you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then other weeks you're like, I, I, I can't even see myself getting to the end of the year. They're going <laughs> to fire me any second. What the hell was that? It's a lot to do with my mood as well. I think a lot of people in radio are a bit up and down mood wise. Yeah. 
God, I can wake up some days and just not want to do it. And there's no straying away from it. And you're just on air for three hours. Mm. Jesus. Having said that, I'll be in a shit mood all day. And the second it hits eight o'clock, it's like a release. I'm actually like not very talkative in the office during the day. I'm just stressing out and working and thinking of things. And the second it comes eight o'clock and the mic's coming, it's just three hours where I'm literally in the zone. Yeah. And not, they think like meditation as well. You know, you stay in the moment and you don't think of no distractions. It's that for three hours. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's really cool. You're just in the zone. Yeah. 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 Not thinking about anything else. Yeah. And it's funny. It, it comes back to that thing we talked about where you can be nervous in other areas of your life. And then once you're behind the microphone running your show, it just mm. all feels comfortable. Yeah. Like I, I could have an argument with my co-host Ash on air about anything. And I can be comfortable knowing that we're on air. It's a part of the show. But if we had the same argument without the microphones, yeah. I'd be shitting myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know sure. if it becomes more real there or what it is. I, I, I can't work out how I separate the two, but mm. I, I'm like you. I just feel comfortable being on the air and, and, and in that zone, I guess. Some of the most open and funny conversations I've had with my parents are when we've got them on the show. Yeah. Off the air. I'm like, yeah, hey, good. How are you? Yeah, love yeah. you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Comfortable. Most uh, comfortable in, in front of everyone. Yeah. Uh, what time do you have to get off to do your show? Because as oh. we record this, it is 10 past four. Yeah. It looks like we've been going for 30 minutes. Okay. Oh, I mean, no, no rush. No rush. I'll take the hint if you want me to get no. in. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I just didn't know if you had producers kind of going, all right, Lakey, let's uh, wrap up this podcast and no. uh, get back to doing no. what we need to do. No. Well, look, the board is already written. So eight o'clock we're starting off. I'll be bitterly disappointed in the Lion King live action remake if... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, what's that about? Well, the Lion King trailer came out today, that the real life action one. Yes. So what, you know, basically what needs to be in the live action one that was in the Disney one. That right. seems like what we're kicking off with. So okay. I will be disappointed if Rafiki's little orangutan bum is not pink as all yeah. hell like it was in the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a story today where people were furious at this trailer. I haven't watched it yet. Do you, can you work out why people... Scar's not as aggressive as he needs to be. Right. Yeah. Scar sounds real timid still. They've gone a bit PC on even yeah. the Lion King. Yeah. And oh, he doesn't shit. look very evil. So I think that's what people are. Yeah. It's, it's Aladdin. It's the genie not being blue all over again. I'm just not down with uh, remakes. Yeah. I'm not a movies man in general. And yeah, I'm not down for live action remakes no. or remakes in general. No. I, don't, I reckon I watch about four movies a year. Is that all? Yeah. Well, I guess you got no time with the the job that you're doing. Well, I, I watch things. I watch documentaries and yep. comedy shows and stuff, but I'd never sit down and watch a two hour movie. I don't understand like why that's the option. If you've got two hours to kill, oh yeah, you know what? Just watch a movie. <laughs> Get in bed and watch a movie for two hours. What a born ultimatum. Oh Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. So you like the real stuff, documentaries yeah. and yeah, docos yeah. and YouTube, just ten minute YouTube clips or yeah, yeah go down a YouTube hole. But you not said movies. you were a radio nerd. Uh, do you spend much time other than listening to your own podcast? Do you spend a lot of time listening to any other shows or podcasts where they talk about radio? Not really. No. Nah. I, I find I love Hamish and Andy. I love Kate, Tim, and Marty. I've got respect for Carl and Jackie O, and there there are other shows that I like as well. But I just it's a trap. I listen to them a bit and you just hear yourself mimicking certain things that they're doing. Right. And I just, I just don't want to do that. Um, I'll listen to Hamish and Andy and I, I can even hear on air every now and then I'll like say something in the tone of Hamish or, or Andy or something. Just every now and then, if I've been listening to them a lot. You pick up that stuff yeah, quite easily. Yeah. And I was just, just like, mate, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. How much? 
I can admire them. I can enjoy them, but you start soaking stuff up like a sponge and it's, I don't want to do that. Now that you mentioned, I have never thought of it in that way, but if I listen to say, if I'm driving into work and I'll put on the start of Kyle and Jackie O's podcast, I'll start that show like, Oh morning, Ash. How are you? You know yeah. what I mean? I riff in as if I'm kind yep. of Kyle or yep. if it's Husey, you might copy the thing that they do because yep. I guess you are coming off the back of something like that. And mm -hmm. it's quite easy to go down that road. Yep. I did want to ask you about, because you said that you almost threw in radio and I know from chatting to a lot of people that listen to this podcast. And the reason I keep recording them is that every time I do one, people go, Oh, I can relate to that. It's what keeps me going in these smaller markets. And there's a lot of people on the edge who are thinking, you know, I'm going to throw this in if I don't, you know, they're stuck mm. in these tiny markets for years yeah. and they're thinking, man, it, it, it feels impossible to get out of there. Yeah. It really does. It takes a, a video like yours, like a Bill Shorten for someone to re notice it and, yeah. and kind of pull you out of there. But for those people who are right on that edge of, of quitting, I mean, you are a story that you've, you've managed to get out of there. I mean, mm. do you tell those people to just keep persisting or what do you... You're not that kind of guy, I know, yeah. but what do you do? Do you follow your gut and leave and see what happens? It's, it's On paper, right sure, go for your dreams. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's only a certain amount of jobs with a lot of people who want them. Yeah. And some people, they're not that good and they think they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. They really are. Don't get me wrong. There, there's the other side of the corner where there's some great regional brekkie shows and teams and chemistry. And I'm thanks. <laughs> and I think, oh shit, like gee, I hope they don't get a big break. They could easily leapfrog me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Mm. God, a couple of them could go and do a Kentucky year and just have a think about it. Kind of like Australian <laughs> Idol and all the ones that think they can sing, get on and they, they can't actually sing. Yeah. I, that, it sounds harsh, but find a point of difference. Find, Honestly, examine yourself within an inch of your life. Shine the light on you. Is that, well, what am I bringing that's different? What is literally going to separate me from everyone else? And am I good enough? Can I visualize yourself in that prime time slot wherever you want to get to? And think, are you cut out for that? And are you going to do it? Forever? So you thought about it that much when you were reflecting on yourself in, in that market? You thought, oh, you know, what am I good at? It was kind of strategic for you. I thought I was, I thought I was good enough, but I just, I didn't want to hang around and figure out if I was, mm. it was, and to be honest, looking back, it was more about being in a regional city. It was more about, uh, maybe doing a style of show I didn't want to do. It was maybe, um, certain people pulling strings that I, I didn't so get on with. Right. Um, looking back the second I moved to Sydney and it's a hustling, bustling city, everything falls back into place. Go, oh my God, it wasn't even the radio stuff. It literally, I love being on radio. It was all the, the politics and the things you had to do behind that. I got very lucky. I could easily be in Kentucky right now, yeah. babysitting 18 year olds and probably back on the drink. Imagine if you didn't make that video and your yeah. co-host was there that day. It seemed yeah. like there was all these sliding door moments that has led right here. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. It, it's cool. But that is the thing. That is the thing of saying, okay, well, maybe I do need to just hold on another couple of months or a year or whatever it might be. Cause something, that one thing might come along where it yeah. does kind of launch you into the, yeah. the spotlight that you need. And some people seem to be really, um, like happy with getting to a certain spot. Like you, you see people that oh, I forget who it was some bloke was on 30 years, triple M the other day. I saw a video of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Strawny. Yeah. Um, he's mid North coast mid -North, or something. 30 years, 30 years in breakfast. Insane. And I yeah. think more like that is amazing. That honestly to, to just want to want to do that, live and breathe that town and do it. Same as pricey up in Townsville, mm. far around. He's a loose unit. And I've met him a couple of times through the corridors. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, more power to you. I couldn't do that. 
but there are people out there who love that and probably have a much more rewarding life than someone who's chasing this, this epic goal that may not ever get there. Yeah. But it's different things. It's how much ambition do you want? How much, you know, will be enough for you to reach? And is that realistic with your skill level, your goals and your timeframes? Yeah. See, I, I'm on the central coast, which is an hour from here. It's a, it's an hour up. I know you don't like it when people get their ups and downs <laughs> wrong, you were saying before we came in, but it's an hour up from Sydney. So yep. I've got access to Sydney. I drove here today. I can mm. be here easy. That's what I love about it. I can be in Sydney. I'm going to the footy tonight, you know, yeah. I'm there. So it's, it's a great spot, bought a place by the beach. And I start to think I could really get used to this lifestyle. Mm. You know, I've worked myself into a position where it's, you know, we go well and we get left alone in a way because we are going well. And I think, oh, this is a pretty good lifestyle. And then on the other hand, I think, well, I didn't work this long and this hard. It's just pull up stumps here and go, this is it. You know, you want to kind of push yourself and get that next challenge. Yep. I look at someone like a Christian O'Connell who's doing the Melbourne breakfast show on gold mm. and he was killing it in the UK. He could have easily stayed on his gig and just sat there and done it for as long as he wanted, but he wanted to come here and have that challenge. Mm. So it's about sort of challenging yourself and putting yourself out of your comfort zone. But that's sometimes the hardest thing to, yep. to do. Risk it all uh, to go off and you could fall flat on your face. Yeah. His was a big risk. It could, and that's, that's the sort of heroes that I like the ones that go, geez, I may die in right. this. Yeah. Know, not, not literally, but yeah. I, this could be the end. Um, but it's good when you're in the sweet spot as well. Like you said, you, you love the central coast and you could very happily be that guy that, you know, is, is Mr. Central coast for the next 20 years and, yeah. and you do that. But there's also the opportunity to, to make the next leap. Yeah. So it, it's a good sweet spot. Well, and the great thing about that is I can stay there until the right thing does come along because yep. I'm not hating it like some people do in their market. So I can sort of stay there mm. and wait for that right thing, but it, it does get comfortable. It is very cushy and you know, someone like myself and you would have to compete for the next role quite possibly. Mm. Uh, do you find yourself being quite competitive with other radio announcers? I think it's a healthy competitive yeah, thing. It's, it's healthy I think for a so. certain degree. You can spot the people that will stab you in the back at any <laughs> opportunity. You're not one of those guys? I don't think so. You'd happily help uh, lift someone up? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah to as a certain As long as it's level. not your gig. <laughs> as long as yeah. they're not in your eye line, then yeah. uh, you're happy to help out? Yeah. I, I'm competitive. Yeah. So I, I like that. And I, I've never been driven by, by money or, or anything like that. But I do want to be the best in whatever I want to do. So if that... That means having to get competitive with, um, survey results or the best, uh, gigs, you know, the best gigs it's in direct correlation with the amount of money you earn. Mm. So it's funny how, how money, how you can start like looking at these little like demonic sort of aspects of how well you're going yep. in numerical forms and all that. But that's just how it goes in this industry, I think. Well, look, we may have to compete for gigs, but one thing we don't have to compete for, Danny Lakey, is the love of our footy team, oh. the West Coast Eagles. And the Eagles! You know, we were both <laughs> at the grand final last year. I did yeah. bring it today. I had to bring it out. Yeah. I had to do it. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's my scarf from 1992. Oh, nice. The premiership from 1992. Yeah, that is beauty. from the... From the game right there. So, you know, I had to put it on for the podcast. Yeah, nice. How Just, good uh, was the old logo on that yellow, oh, the yellow beak? Yes. Oh, can I have a smell? Can oh, I have take a smell it, of mate. the 1992 <laughs> Premiership air? Oh, mm, stale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my granddad's. That's great. Uh, he passed it on to me, but I wore that at the, the grand final. And, you know, I got married last year. 
but still the marriage, second best day of my life. <laughs> second to the final, sorry. To the mate. grand final. Did yeah. you have just an amazing day? Yeah. Well, it, it was an amazing day. I, I hurt my neck, so I couldn't really move much. Um, and I was in the standing section. So you really didn't get much of the vibe of the MCG. You could only see about 30,000 out of 100,000 people. Having said all that, the moment that final siren went, you don't get rushes like that as adults anymore. No, you don't. It was, when you were eight and, you, and your mum said your friend could sleep over after the barbecue you were having that day, that's the kind of rush where you'd lose your shit. You don't get that as an adult. No. And I got that that day. It's rare, isn't it? Oh, it was so rare and so good. And I was at 2015 when we lost and I thought, I'm never going to see my team yep. win a premiership. And then to actually see it in your lifetime. And a lot of people mm. will never get to see that. It was a yep. pretty crazy experience. Yeah. So we share the love of that, my friend. We and do. I wanted to bring that in uh, off the back that. of my uh, Bruno episode. We were the white shirt boys. Oh, yes. Uh, something that they do at their station. I wore my white shirt. So yeah. I brought that in. But, mate, I appreciate you giving up your time. No, thank you. Uh, you think about things a lot deeper than I thought you might. <laughs> I don't want to say, you know, judge a book by its cover. But, yeah. but you think about things uh, deeply. Yeah, cool. Well, and yeah, I, sure. yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's a good place to end it, man. Oh, thank thanks you, for, Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Yes, man. Appreciate it. The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gandhi, chatting randomly to radio people about radio.